Thank you, chosen vessel. Please lift up your Bibles. Let's take our Bible affirmation. Please, can I have an usher upstairs? Amen. A Bible affirmation, please. Say with me, this is my Bible. It's God's inerrant and unchanging word. It is my most valuable earthly possession. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I hide his words in my heart that I might not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. Therefore, listen to it carefully and do it fully. And I internalize it in my life by doing these four things. Know it in my head, by diligent study, store it in my heart, by memorization and meditation, show it in my, world, in my life, by doing his teachings, and sow it in my world by being a witness. Hereafter, I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In the name of Jesus, for his honor and glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. Please, you may be seated. Praise the Lord. Today, we are continuing where we stopped off a month ago on reasons why you should grow. And uh, the key aspect of this teaching is on spiritual transformation. And when the choir was singing their number, a scripture was triggered in my heart, and I just want to read that scripture to us. Can we have Second Chronicles chapter 16 on, on display from verse 1? Open your Bibles there. If you have your Bible, I believe you have your Bible. Take your notes also. But this is interesting because in a way, I'm going to relate it to what we're going to discuss today. It says, in the sixth and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa, Asa was the king of Judah. Basha, king of Israel, came up against Judah and built Ramah to the intent that he might let none go out or come into Asa, king of Judah. Because a lot of Israelis at that time, people from the northern kingdom were going to the southern kingdom. Now, Anasa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of the house of the Lord and of the king's house. See, note what he did. Anasa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of the house of the Lord and out of the king's house and sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, that dwelt at Damascus, saying, there is a league between me and you me and thee, as there was between my father and thy father. Behold, I have sent thee silver and gold that were taken from the treasures of the house of the Lord, that were taken from the king's treasury. He says, I have sent thee silver and gold. Go, break thy league with Basha, king of Israel, that he may depart from me. It simply means that the king of Israel was drawing strength 
from the support of the king of Syria to attempt to oppress Judah. Because Judah was physically smaller, and of, of course, in terms of population, they were smaller. So there was a league, there was an agreement, there was an alliance between the king of Israel, Basha, and the king of Syria. As a result of that, he could attempt to do many things. Now note this. And Ben-Hadad hearkened unto King Hassa and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel. And they smote Ejon and Dan and Abilmen and all the store cities of Naphtali. And it came to pass, when Bashan had it, that he left all building of Ramah and let his work cease. He stopped building the uh, border point there, the border town, so that he can go back and defend the rest of his city, whatever remains. And Asa the king took all Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and the timber thereof, wherewith Basha was building, and he built therewith Geba and Mizpah. That tells you the quantity of resource for building that he took from that man. And at that time, Hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah. This was the prophet of the Lord coming. And said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thy hand. Did you get that? Let me read it again. Please go back. Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria, just like the king of Israel did, and not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore is a host of the king of Syria escaped out of thy hand. Go to the next verse and wait there. I don't know if we got the statement the prophet told the king Asa there. Because you have relied on the king of Syria, you did not rely on the Lord your God. A trap that God has set to deliver both the king of Israel and the king of Syria to you. You have missed the chance. And that king of Syria, the mighty power, had escaped out of your hand. Why? Because you did not depend on the Lord. And now God is asking him, were not the Ethiopians and the Lubims a great host with every, with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thy hand. Verse 9. Verse 9, the next verse. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Hearing thou hast done foolishly, therefore from thence, from henceforth, thou shalt have wars. What was the first thing that happened? He lost an opportunity to conquer Syria, the big power in his neighborhood. Secondly, he lost, because if he had got Syria, he would have got Israel. The northern kingdom would have not troubled him any longer. 
But because of that mistake he did, he was now going to attract wars to himself, apart from the fact that he had already lost the treasury he has taken to the king of Syria. Why did he do that? He did that because, one, he had forgotten the victory that God gave him over the Ethiopians. Secondly, he did that because he didn't ask God. The prophet would not come and tell him, don't do it. The prophet expects him to come and ask. This is what happens in our lives when we refuse to grow and when we refuse to build a vibrant relationship with the Holy Spirit. We lose the things that God has made provision for us. If you grow, if you grow, if you grow as a child of God, there are many, many things the Spirit of God will tell you. There are many things the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to see in the Word of God. So that there are things we are suffering now that we are not meant to suffer them. That is one of the advantages of growth. Remember, we have been looking at three reasons why you should grow. The first reason we spoke about that time was that if you don't grow, you will be deficient in your utilize, understanding the word of God and your utilization of the word of God in your life. The applications of the word of God in your life, you'll be deficient in it. And as a result, you'll be in a situation where even when the word of God is right there in your face, you will not know what it what You will not understand it. As a result of it, you cannot effectively deploy it. You have a challenge as a Christian. You don't know the exact Bible principle or the word that you apply to it. Today or at this moment, you are fasting, you are praying. The next moment, you are sowing the seed. The next moment, you are saying the blood of Jesus. The next moment, you are breaking bread. The next moment, you are saying, everybody, come and pray with me. What is the exact principle that you should apply in this situation that will bring a solution to this? You don't know. Why? Because you have refused to grow. Do we get what I'm talking about? It's extremely important that we have a systematic way put in place so that we will not miss God's provisions for our peace. The second reason why we said we must grow is that we will not be able, if we don't grow, we will not be able to receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit fully in our lives. We won't be able to do that. And the third reason why we should grow is what we're looking at today. See, our ability to effectively take advantage of the spiritual provisions that God has made for our peace, we will be deficient in it. We will not be able to effectively stand as God's children to take advantage of the things that have been freely given to us. No, you won't. Because as a child, eh, you are under tutelage. As a child, you are under instructors. Until a child grows to a point in which he can say, yes, I have grown. According to the point that my father said, I am at this age today. I believe I can take over the administration of the, my father's estate. You will not be able to. Even though everything belongs to you, the Bible says, you will still be under tutelage. That is why you must make up your mind, look, I must grow. I must get to know God. Praise the Lord. Hear what Apostle Paul said here. 1 Corinthians chapter, 13, chapter 3, verse 1 to 2. He said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, 
even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. In his hands at that time, he had meat. The Hebrew verse, Hebrew chapter 5 and chapter 6 talked about strong meat. He had meat. In fact, he had milk. He had meat. He had strong meat. He wanted to bring to feed them. But however, when he got there, he found that they did not have the capacity to receive the meat from him. And so, he fed them with milk. Oftentimes, God comes to help us, to teach us, to show us where to go next, what to do next. But simply, we don't have, because we don't have the capacity to receive whatever he has for us, he will not waste his resources at that time. He will wait. And every wait is causing you and I something. Hear what Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 12. I'll read from the King James Version, and I'll read from the Passion Translation, John 16, verse 12. He says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. He really wanted to talk to them. He wanted to tell them. As a result of their not knowing, they will fall into some errors. But he wanted them not to fall into that error. But what is the use of telling them some heavy stuff that they cannot handle? How many of you having money to buy a car because your son is celebrating his 10th birthday? You go and buy him a car. Even if it is a third-hand car, eh? you buy this car and give the key to your 10-year-old boy and say, take, drive it, go. It's your birthday gift. Do as you want. Will you do that? Why won't you do that? Even though it's a good thing, for him at that stage, it will mess up his life. Do you understand what I'm saying? The same thing. He said, look, see how the Passion Transition puts it. He says, there's so much more I would like to say to you, but it is more than you can grasp at this moment. God does not waste his resources. I said, yeah, what would have been an advantage to them was withheld from them because of their inability to receive it so that you'll be able to receive the things that pertain to your peace. Brother, sister, grow up. Grow up. Make up your mind. I will not remain carnal. I will not remain a babe. I must pursue spiritual maturity by all means. And in the pursuit of spiritual maturity, there are ways that we go through it. Ramonde, come. Can I have a microphone for him? I need us to see this because it's extremely important. Face us. You went to school, Abby? Yes, sir. Which school did you go? Adekunle Josh University. We are not hearing, you no. Know, he's not here. Adekunle Josh University. Uh, remember, you are talking to the world. Mm -hmm. What did you read? I read business administration. Business administration. Yes, sir. How many years was the course? Four years, sir. Four years. Yes, sir. So you were going to class every day while the school was in session for four years. Yes, sir. Uh, at hundred level. Eh? At hundred level. You had friends, Abby. Yes, sir. All your friends. friends were in business admin. Yes, sir. All your friends in school were in business admin. At hundred level. Yes. All of them. All of them, yeah. Ah, you know, something is wrong there. <laughs> you went to school, but the school did not go through you. Think again, think again. Was your wife in business admin? I met my wife later. Okay, at 100 level, 
You had roommates, Abby? No, I stay with my brother. Okay, thank you. Sit down. <laughs> Pastor Shaya, come. You answer my questions well. Because I need to make this point clear to us. Thank you. Pastor Shaya went to Great Effect. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. Great. Oh, great. Amen. Uh -huh. Thank you, sir. You read what, sir? English studies. English studies. Yes, sir. How many years was English studies? Four years. Four years. Yes, sir. And uh, so you went to class every day in the four years when the school was in session? Uh, not all the... 90 percent. Uh, uh, at least a good percentage. Exactly. Okay, let's exactly. concentrate on the ones you went to school. <laughs> all right, sir. Did you see the beginning of missing lectures there? <laughs> uh, they, uh, are you seeing it? Oh, so what, what the things that were taught, he will miss it. Definitely. And do you think when he gets to your exam, he will... Uh, note that, oh, note that. Now... We have to giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> Incidentally, in spiritual matters, there is no giraffe. You either know it or you don't know it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you are giraffe in the accuser of the brethren is there. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, at 100 level, you are in which hall? Faji Yo. Yes, sir. Your roommates were all English level? No, English. No, no. no. Okay. I was the only one, safe. You were the only one in English? Yes. Did you have any other 100 level student in that class? Yes, sir. In that room? Yes. Yes, sir. How many of them? Uh, two or three. Okay, let's say two. Yes, sir. What were their courses? One studied uh, computer science with mathematics. Mm -hmm. There's another one in economics. But you were all 100 level. Yes, sir. Now, listen to me. Watch this closely. When you were at that 100 level, you had one computer science with mathematics, the other one... Economics. Economics. Is there any day you didn't like the face of one of your lecturers? After all, we are all in 100 level. Then you go and attend the lecture. Your friend came and was praising one lecturer. Let me go and listen to that lecturer, Jerry, and uh, boss this my 100 level so, so, so lecturer. You didn't do it. No, no, no. Why? No. Ah, there is the, they will show me road to gate one. I mean, road one. Road one. Yes. Road one means uh, get out of school. Get out of the uh -huh. university. Now. Oh, you didn't want that. No, I did not. But you are all in 100 level. I'm a you. Note this. Even though they were all in 100 level, the curriculum was different. Yes. If he says today, this is my lecturer, he's just speaking English from his nose. I'm not understanding him. Let me go to my computer science friend's lecture and you do all those lectures. Tomorrow you go to economics. Next tomorrow you go to theater arts. Will you have graduated? Lie, lie. Why wouldn't you graduate? Because I don't have any academic record with the Did, with did the you hear that? Yes, sir. He didn't have, he wouldn't have had any academic record because he has not fulfilled the requirements for that course. Yes, do you understand me? Now, let's jump to 400 level. When you finished your final exam and the results came out and the school said you have finished this course, why did they say that? Okay. They did that because I fulfilled all the 
uh, academic requirement from my 100 level to that 400 level. I want you to note this answer also because it's very important to what you are doing. We move from the known to the unknown. Please repeat that answer again. They satisfied me to have fulfilled all the academic requirements from the 100 level to the 400 level without carrying over any course. He was satisfied to have completed the curriculum. So they gave you BSc English. No, Bachelor of Arts with Honors in English Studies. Whatever it is, <laughs> Bachelor of Arts with Honors in English Language was, listen to this, was that the end of learning for you? No, no. Even no. when they said he has graduated, the learning has not ceased. Not at all. If he's going to justify that he has Bachelor of Arts in English Language with Honors, eh? if he's going to justify that, it is actually after that the true learning begins. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? Beloved of God, thank you, sir. What I'm saying is this. There is a systematic way you must grow as a child of God. Know the ABCs of faith first. Assurance of salvation. What are you called into? If they ask you, why are you a Christian? You should be able to explain it. What makes you think that you are born again? You should be able to say it. Not because I cried. Not because of you. Tell us what the word of God says. What is the next step? You know the next step to take. If you don't understand loving God and the next thing, you have just gotten born again, the next thing you are being taught is prosperity. You are wasting your time. Your growth will be skewed. You won't know the basics. Maybe after that, after prosperity, they teach you demonology. Of what use is demonology? Somebody that does not even know who he is in Christ. He doesn't know his identity in Christ. Do you understand me? You are just opening doors for demonic possession to enter into his life. What we are saying is this. If you are going to grow as a child of God to be able to use the word of God skillfully in the affairs of your life, if you are going to grow as a child of God to be able to enjoy the ministry of the Holy Spirit that has been sent to you by God, he has been gifted to you by God in order for you to rule and to reign in this life, to be all that God wants you to be in this life. If you are going to have the benefit of that experience, you must grow and it has to be a systematic way of growth. And you must be interested in the growth. Because if you are not interested in the growth, when you are faced with a challenge, and the devil will always bring the challenge, and you don't know scriptural provisions to handle it, he will also be there to take advantage of you. Haven't you heard of Christians who because of trouble they, and desperation, they begin to run from one holy to the other. Some even go to afar. Some go to people that will look at uh, uh, cowrie on the shelf for them. Why? Because of the problem of not growing. You ask them, are you born again? They say they are born again. And they might even display some tongues to you to know, for you to see. But substance-wise, they are empty. Why is it so? Is this problem of fundamentally not growing? I we get what I'm talking about there. I said here, God will not waste resources. He won't give to us blessings that will become a problem for us later. God grants every Christian a heritage 
that he can enjoy here on earth and in heaven. The Bible says God has given to us all things that pertain to life, this life and godliness in Christ Jesus. Are you following me, church? Therefore, one of the greatest things you can do to yourself as a child of God is to make up your mind, I will not be a babe. I will not be carnal. If you are not going to be a babe, if you are not going to be a carnal, then go into the Bible. What are the characteristics of a carnal Christian? How do I know that I'm not a babe in Christ? It's there. First Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 3. Read it down. You'll see. We'll still get there by God's grace with time. And we'll look at it. And you begin to see when you strive, when you, you are envious, when you keep bitterness or malice, when uh, you begin to form cliques and alliances in church that are contrary to authority or that... You, 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 when you read, you will see all those things. If you are a Christian... Born again, growing Christian, you will not sit down and backbite because there are signs of carnality. If you see the signs of carnality that Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, please control that baby, please stop it. If you see signs of carnality that Apostle Paul wrote about in that 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he didn't mention what you and I will consider the big sins. Fornication, this, that, stealing. No, no, no. He talked about those filthiness of the spirit that create problem for us. You see your brother, because of an issue, you won't talk to him. You won't, if, if we are praying together now and they are joining hands. Look, I see things when I stand here. I see things. They are joining hands to pray. Like we are praying on Sunday. You will see somebody who will turn. Ah! Yeah. I say, look at that. You have wasted all the time you have used in praying here. Because if there is a problem between you and that brother or that sister, you have not solved it, you are carnal. And it will affect your prayers. And you say, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. God answered people. He didn't answer me. He didn't answer you because you have blocked your way. Why have you blocked your way? The devil has taken advantage of your refusal to grow to block your way. Are you following me, church? Beloved of God, here, there is provision in Scripture for us. Spiritual blessings, natural blessings, physical blessings, eternal blessings have been made. In Acts chapter 20, verse 32, Acts 20, 32, Acts 20, 32, Apostle Paul wrote there under the Holy Spirit, he said, And now, brethren, I commend, to you, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. I've thought about this maybe earlier in the year, the word of his grace. You see, the instrument for you to grow is what? The word of his grace, which is able to do what? To build you up. And to give you an inheritance. The inheritance has been prepared. What ushers you into the inheritance? Your inheritance of prosperity. Your inheritance of financial prosperity. Your inheritance of health prosperity. Your inheritance of spiritual prosperity. What ushers you into that is your knowledge of God by his word. And he says he gives you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Beloved of God. I don't know how long you have been saying, I am born again. I'm a Christian. I thank God for how long you probably have stayed as a Christian. But let me tell you this. Longevity in church does not equal to growth in your Christian work. Growth as a Christian is first of all a personal decision. But know that when you grow, you are investing in yourself. You are preparing for the evil day, which will come for everybody. 
a day of challenge, a day in which all the things you have learned in church, you are supposed to be able to stand and display it. And at such a time, when you are weighed, it will be found that, that you are just empty. What will happen? The devil will take advantage. Hear what the Bible says. We are talking about taking advantage of what God has given us inheritance as Christians in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. You see, brethren, brethren, listen. The blessings of our inheritance in Christ is real. Our inheritance in Christ, some we're going to enjoy them here. Others will be enjoyed in heaven. But it begins here. It begins here. And part of of the things that have been packaged into that inheritance in Christ for us are the things we need to live a good life here. And it's important that we make up our minds that we're going to enter it. Hear what Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 says. I read from the New Living Translation. Good. It says, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, our union in Christ, we have received what? an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to what? His plan. We have received an inheritance. We have received an inheritance. What have we received from him? The Bible says we have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. We have received the gift of eternal life. We have received the gift of righteousness. These three are the foundations of the inheritance we have in Christ. These three are the things that will usher us into health. These three are the things that will usher us into financial prosperity. Anything you want to enjoy as a child of God or that you ought to enjoy as a child of God, these are the foundations of it. And the Bible says they have been made available to us. But if you are going to get it, the way into it, is a thorough understanding of the word of God. Colossians chapter 3, verse 24. Colossians 3, 24. It says, remember, remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward. This speaks of the inheritance in heaven. And that the master you are serving is Christ. When it says the Lord will give you, it speaks of what is coming. The next reference I want to make is Hebrews chapter 9, Verse 15, Hebrews 9.15. Hebrews 9.15, praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. Let's read together, everybody. That is why this was a summation of an argument, of a discussion that was going on. Can we read it together, everybody? Let's read one to go for as many of us that can see it. Praise the Lord. Put it back, please. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and his people so that all who are called can receive what? The eternal inheritance. God has promised them. This speaks of the one here and the one to come. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of sin. They had committed under the first covenant. 
still speaking of our inheritance in Christ. Beloved of God, there's a scripture I want us to see. Second Peter chapter 1. Please give it to us in the Passion Translation. Second Peter chapter 1. Passion Translation. Second Peter chapter 1. Okay. I will read, just follow as we read, please. It's important. It says, this letter is from Simon Peter, a loving servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to those who have been given a faith as equally precious as ours through what? The righteousness of God and Savior Jesus Christ. Remember, the foundations of our inheritance in Christ are what? One, the gift of the Holy Spirit, two, the gift of eternal life, and three, what? The gift of righteousness. Don't ever forget it. Because they determine many things for us in the kingdom. Please give it us verse two, bold, please, so that people can see. Make it bold, please. Okay. He says, may grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and of our Lord on, uh, sorry, and of Jesus our Lord. Go on, please. Everything we could ever what need for life and what godliness has already been what deposited where has been what. So you are not empty. You are not empty, beloved. You are not empty. Everything you need for life and to live a godly life has already been what? Deposited in you. Let me ask you anymore. Do you know you came preloaded? Oh, look into her face or his face. You are not an empty flash drive. You are a new flash drive, but you are not empty. You are loaded. You are loaded. He says everything you need has already been what? Deposited in us by what is divine power. For all this was what? Lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him. Now, uh, Isaiah chapter 12. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3, quickly. King James. Isaiah 12, verse 3. Isaiah. Isaiah. Mm. 12, verse 3, King James. Let's read it together. Everybody, one to go. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw waters out of the wells of salvation. Listen to me. In your spirit is a wealthy deposit. But you will need joy to draw these things out. What is the joy? The joy of the Lord being the strength, the minister of the strength unto you. Beloved, there's a rich deposit of the Spirit that is in you. If you are going to draw the waters of the Spirit out, then it becomes important that you must know that you already have these things inside you. Righteousness is in you. The ability to say no to sin is already in you. The ability to be successful in this life is already in you. Then with that knowledge and with that assurance, you come boldly to the throne of grace with joy in your heart, asking God, this, how do I do it? How do I do it? 
But somebody that is not acquainted with the ministry of the Holy Spirit, how will he get instructions? How will he know when to turn and when not to turn? How will he know when to stop a trade and when not to stop a trade? Uh, do, do you understand what I'm talking about? I was discussing with a friend some time ago, and he said, you know, God has been so good to me. And uh, each time I want to enter, maybe I'm discussing with somebody for a business and so on. Immediately my left eye begin to sparkle like this. I know it's a business I shouldn't do. And I told him immediately, that is good, but you can live a better way. Supposing that day your eye doesn't move, what happens? The Bible says the Spirit of God is in us, and he will teach us what to do. Move on higher. I told him, God is inviting you to a better walk by that grace he has given you. Don't stay there. In Revelation chapter 4, Apostle John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He was so high in the spirit. Even when the spirit of God came to him, when he had a voice, what did he hear? John, do what? Come up hither. There is a level that is higher than where you are. And that is the level you will see the things that belong to your future. Do you understand me? Beloved of God, we'll continue from here next week. But make up your mind that you are going to grow. Next week, I'm going to begin to talk about the characteristics of our inheritance as described by Apostle Peter. But I want you to know that you came preloaded. If you are living a mundane life, it is your decision to live. Simply because you have refused to lay hold on the things that God has made provisions for you. Praise the Lord. Don't forget, King Asa missed an opportunity to control two other nations other than his when he didn't know that God had made that provision for him. That God had created that setup. That problem was God's origin. It originated from God to enrich him. There are some problems that some of us are faced with right now. It's not meant to pull us down. If we can only know the mind of the Spirit of God, you will see that God sent them to take us higher. Bow your heads, let us pray. Talk to God today. <laughs> Say, Father, I desire to grow. I want to grow. I want to grow. Draw me to you, oh God. Draw me to you in your word. Draw me to you in the place of prayer. Draw me to you in the place of the word of God. Draw me to you in the place of fellowship. Fellowship with God's people. Draw me to you, O oh God. Talk to God. Talk to God. If you are here, you are not born again, I'd like to pray with you. Say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Whether you are here or you are at home, just pray this prayer with me. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Lord, I've heard your word today, and I know I need the master. I need the savior. Your word says if I believe in my heart and confess him as Lord in my mouth, I'll be born again. Lord, I confess him with my mouth today. I confess that he's the Lord of my life. And I believe in my heart, oh God. Receive me as your child today. If you pray that prayer, please immediately after the service, uh, Pastor Christian is around, the pastor in black. I want you to see him. He will be available to talk more with you. For those of us at home, call the numbers there. Somebody will be, call the numbers on the screen. Somebody will be at the other end to speak with you. Father, I pray for all of us that will desire to get into deeper levels and a better walk with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Now, I know that I'm supposed to take some questions.
I still have a short time for questions. Maybe I can take one or two quickly. Does anybody have any question in the things I have said this evening? Is there any question? Okay, no question. Let us pray. Can you stand? I say I have two minutes. Can you stand? Lord, draw me to you. Pray in tongues at this time. Lord, draw me to you. Lord, draw me to you. Draw me to you. Create a hunger in my heart for you. Create a hunger, a hunger, spiritual hunger in my heart for you. Lord, put a hunger in me that cannot be quenched. Put a hunger in me that cannot be quenched. Brethren, pray, pray, pray. It's a serious prayer. To increase in the knowledge of the Lord is to your advantage. To increase in the knowledge of the Lord is to your advantage. Ask God today, Lord, create in me a desire for you. Create in me a heart that pants after you. The knowledge of the Lord, the knowledge of the Lord, it is in my interest to grow. When I grow, I'll be able to effectively know the things that God has provided for me in his word. When I grow, I'll be able to effectively enjoy the ministry of the Holy Spirit in my life. When I grow, the things, the inheritance that God has made available to me, it will be easy for me to walk in them because I will know by the word of God how to go through them. Father, draw me to you today. Draw me to you. Lord, today I pray. A cleansing from all the filthiness of the spirit. Things like bitterness, envy, malice, all those things, backbiting. I refuse to be part of them. I will not be part of them. I will not form uh, cliques. I will not be a member of any clique that is against the work of the Lord. Talk to God today. I will not walk as a carnal person. I reach out unto God for growth, for growth, for growth. The lust of the flesh will be far from me. The lust of the eyes will be far from me. The pride of life will be far from me. Talk to God today. May God bless you. May the Lord fulfill his heart's desires concerning you. May you cooperate with the Spirit of God to enter into the deeper dimensions of God for your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Please let's be seated. Let's receive Pastor Christian. Hallelujah.